Good morning for Northeast by Midwest. This is Jonathan Jones. How are you today? It's the start of another week. Happy Monday. Yeah, you know it. If you listen to my podcast or you know me, my favorite day of the week is Sunday. And my second favorite day of the week is, you guessed it, Monday. Right? You know, there's two kinds of people in the world, isn't there? People that love Mondays and people that hate it. <laughs> and I'm part of the weird type, probably the minority that love Mondays. So so today I want to talk about something that uh, whew, it's kind of personal um, and, uh, and it's powerful. Um, I think I can do it without getting emotional, but we'll see. Washing feet. We are called to wash feet. So Jesus, it's interesting, uh, when, when he institutes the Lord's table, which we take here at our church, a representative, Jesus talks about do this in remembrance of me. And so we don't literally eat his body and drink his blood, but we, you know, uh, figuratively uh, drink grape juice or some churches use wine as a picture of Jesus' blood uh, as remembrance. Um, as an ordinance. And then we, we, we eat a cracker or bread for his broken body, reminding us of what he did for us. And one of the things Jesus did that night is he washed the disciples' feet. Now, a couple of thoughts particularly about that that I actually want to get to washing feet and kind of give us two thoughts um, to be thinking about. It, you know, as, as we move forward, this kind of comes out of the last series we did on uh, sacrificing, uh, you know, sacred cows or sacred cows. And we'll come back to that probably sometime this next fall because there's always new sacred cows that, uh, that we've made, idols or whatever that might be. But as I was thinking about that, one of the things that I think can, can combat our, our human nature and the fact that we are deeply flawed, we're deeply sinful is the fact that we are called to wash others' feet. Jesus says what will, what will make people know we are Christians is our love. And so, you know, a little example about what the Lord Jesus himself did. So the Bible says right before he took bread and gave it to the disciples and took, um, you know, the grape juice and gave it to them, or, you know, the wine, uh, he washed their feet. And so one of the things we have to understand is a little bit about the Eastern culture. And so they're all laying down almost kind of in a, in a circular or oval type pattern. So you're, you're leaning to the left and, you know, kind of if you think about it, um, you'd be leaning on your left elbow or shoulder and then your hand would kind of reach in the middle and, you know, you dip food and drink and things of that nature. So your feet are kind of to the outside because most people's feet sort of stink and in that culture I'm sure they really did. And so Jesus leaves the circle and goes around and washes the disciples' feet. And that's where we get the famous line from Peter, you know, Lord, not just my feet but my hands and my head as well. And Peter starts to understand some of the symbolism. And so, you know, I want to challenge us in two areas. Uh, those of you that are in ministry um, or in church, uh, and even if you're not, if you go to church, I want to challenge the concept of why uh, the Lord's table becomes an ordinance, but not the washing of the feet. Um, I'm still kind of working through this myself a little bit. Growing up Mennonite, it was something we practiced. It was part of the Lord's table. Um, 
and then kind of migrated into the Baptist circles or Bible circles, non-denominational, but, you know, sort of Baptistic. We, we are a Baptist church, and, and it's not even heard of. I mean, it's completely unheard of. It's almost foreign. And uh, I'm not saying that we need to bring it back, but one of the things I've really wondered about is why that is not a part of the Lord's table. Because it's really an important part. You know, we sort of just pick out the bread and the juice, but we don't do the washing of the feet. And maybe here's a story to exemplify why it's so important. So you imagine being one of those disciples. Well, the last time I had my feet washed in a, in a supper, uh, you know, the Lord's Supper, was when I was about 16 or 17. And there was an older man in the church, probably in his late 70s, early 80s. And what we would do, and I would recommend for any churches that do this, I know there's some denominations that do, like the Brethren, the Mennonites, and a few others. Um, they would break up, you know, men and women, because uh, otherwise you could probably get into some fairly awkward scenarios, I suppose. Someone watching somebody else's wife's feet or, you know, whatever. And so the kids that are too young, they, they stay with their parents and just kind of watch. But uh, those that are usually what they would do in, in the Mennonite church I grew up in, as I recall, was about 15 or 16 and up. You would go ladies with ladies, men with men, and they'd have buckets out back and, you know, warm water and stuff like that. So I remember, you know, th there was no rhyme or reason to it. You just would go out. The, the women in the Mennonite church were at stayed in the sanctuary. The men went back to the foyer. And so we went back and I got paired up with this guy. And after we kind of paired up with each other, there were no more words spoken. I remember he motioned for me to sit down. I sat down. He gently took off my shoes and my socks. I'm in my Sunday clothes. He took my feet, my left foot first, put it in the bucket, washed it with his hand between my toes, took it out, dried it off gently, then proceeded to do my right foot. Then proceeded to put my socks back on and my shoes. And then I tied my shoes and then he proceeded, proceeded to sit down. I didn't speak any words, he didn't speak any words. What do you say? And then I proceeded to wash the feet of a man in his upper 70s to early 80s, exact same way. And I remember the utter humble humiliation, you know, and, and, and not in a bad sense, but in, in, in a really awe-inspiring sense. And you could really feel the spirit of the Lord there and I think whether we bring this back in a lot of our Baptist circles into the Lord's table or we just do it separately, I think that they, this is something genuinely we need to consider because how many times does the Bible talk about consider others more important than yourself? You know, um, we are saved to serve others. We are called to love others. And the picture that this presents and the, um, the opportunity it gives us to literally wash someone else's feet is incredible. Now, just some things for you to think about. You know, you can disagree, that's fine. Um, but it is in the Bible. And I think it's something that we need to at least consider, you know. Now, in a, in a metaphorical sense, we are supposed to always wash people's feet, right? Whether we actually do it physically or not, I'm challenging that in our churches today, I think we need to consider it. But even if we don't do that, and you, you say, well, that's ridiculous, I'm not going to do it, what, you know, okay, hey, that's between you and the Lord, I'm not here to tell you you have to, I'm just 
you know, kind of coming off the sacred cows idea, I'm trying to think of some things that are outside the box. And this is one of them. But metaphorically speaking, you know, as a metaphor, we surely need to do this. I mean, this is the idea why as Christians, uh, we, we need to love the unlovable. We need to help those that are homeless and poor. We, we, we need to be with people. Jesus was with sinners. And so the reality is, as Christians, they'll know us by our love. Ultimately, they'll know us by the fact that we're washing people's feet. Maybe not literally, but at least metaphorically. But maybe also literally. I don't know. You know, that's something that each one of us has to wrestle with. And so I just want to encourage you today to think about that. When was the last time, um, as a picture at least, you washed someone's feet? You did something for someone else where you received nothing in return. And, and you might say, well, you received something in return, John. That guy washed your feet. Yeah, I did. But you want to talk about an older man washing your feet? It's humbling. I mean, this guy had a hard time getting down on his knees. And so that was almost as humbling as washing his feet myself, to be honest with you. In fact, I would almost say it was more humbling because washing his feet, you know, people might go, oh, it was gross. And I don't remember that at all. What I remember is him washing my feet and how, you know, I'm a teenager and it was awkward and it was special and it was weird. And I'm not, there was no nothing, uh, weird in the sense of sexual or anything like that. I don't mean it that way. I mean in the sense of it was just an, an experience that you almost can't describe with words. And I think that's why going back to Jesus, we start to understand how deep it was for him to walk around that circle and wash those disciples' stinky, yucky, um, grimy feet. And Jesus you know, in the book of Mark, he tells us, he says, look, I did not come to be served, but I came to serve and give my life a ransom for many. And as Christians, that's our job too, is to serve others. And so I want to encourage you today, wash someone's feet. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying to go literally do it, but at least do it in a sense where you can say, I did something for the kingdom of God to love someone else, you know, quote unquote, as a metaphor, washing their feet. And for the rest of us, consider, um, why don't we do that in our churches? Uh, why don't we once a year do something like that, where we, where we see an illustration of a, what, what an illustration and picture of the gospel? So something to think about. How about metaphorically going and washing somebody's feet today? For Northeast by Midwest, my name, Jonathan Jones. Love to hear from you. You know how to get a hold of me. For Northeast by Midwest, have a great day.